0: To episode zero of Nerdificent. I'm your host, Danny Fernandez.
1: And I'm your host, Ippy Wadiway. Sorry. Right. I was uh aptly I was looking at the Krillinit uh Twitter to see if anyone got excited about that thing we're gonna do. But uh yeah, if you if if you're here from Krillinet, I want to say welcome back. Uh and welcome for a whole new ride. This is gonna be very different from Krillinet. Uh, when me and Danny Originally stepped in the podcast game. We were uh, doing a show called Krillin' It, where we would watch an episode of Dragon Ball Z, bring on a friend, and talk about it. And it was very time consuming because it's hard to get a guest to both come over and then sit through 20 minutes of a show, then talk for about an hour.
0: <laughs> Which is why we often I think we've developed our following from that because we would often stray off course, Yeah, as you do when you're talking about an episode where sometimes nothing happens yeah. uh, per Dragon Ball Z. That was a lot of it. So Ify and I would talk about a lot of things that we had similar interest in as far as being nerds and hosts in this space. As uh, And we talk about things like VR or Comic Con and realized that we had a lot of our Venn diagram is really similar.
1: Oh yeah, it was it was pretty crazy too because then when we stepped over to uh, the Twitch platform, did dra- uh, I was going to say Dragon Ball Super, but Krillinet Super, it was cool because there were so many people who were like, I don't really watch this show, but I listen for like the insight into nerd culture that you guys dip into, and then we got we just didn't have the time and the resource to to continue, and then uh, our good friend's how stuff work was like, yo, how about we give you time and resource? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think that they liked our chemistry and how open we are. I feel like you and I are both really open Very about... <laughs> so open. Okay, calm down. <laughs> um, I feel like you and I are really open about uh, stuff. Because if we're talking about the Venn diagram of nerd world, there's also other things in there. I would say, you know, wrestling and porn and... Um... <laughs> that's, that's number two. It's right
1: out the gate. Well, I
0: would say nerd world porn. Um, yeah. I think porn is in the Venn diagram of everything. Oh, yeah. But, um, no, I, I, I and... Well, to be honest, I mean, porn, I do feel like drives a lot of the tech uh, between robots and VR, but we'll get into that in the podcast. Um, But uh, yeah, I feel like we had good chemistry and are pretty open, and I think sometimes... I don't know, we being nerds, we were shamed a lot. I feel like we were or at least I was, I was bullied yeah. for liking anime. Nobody at my middle school, like Dragon Ball Z, everyone had moved on. You were supposed to be cool and watching the hills then or something. <laughs> so um or I'm sorry, Laguna what is Laguna It was
1: all together. the same Laguna thing. Beach, the, same the hills. Rich all kids.
0: Of it. Um yeah, and so I was kinda teased for liking it. And I'm actually glad that I ne- that it never truly left me. Because yeah. it's something that I'm so passionate about now that I get to make money off of
1: it. <laughs> also, it's so super cool now. Now it's in. You know, you yeah. see.
0: Well, now uh, that Michael B. Jordan is openly into it. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I, I, it was so funny because it was just such a perfect introspect into. Just nerd culture, just him being like, you know, I like, uh, well, he was like, he was like Naruto and and Dragon Ball Z. Z. And people were like, oh, you like those animes? And he replied to it and was like, <laughs> I was just trying to make it, uh, I was just trying to make it easy for some people to read. And I was like, that's how you know he's really into it when that triggers someone. Yeah. Like whenever, because that is a very like big thing in anime where it's like, oh, you like the regular ones? And I stand my ground and say, Yeah. Because it's what drives the, the the stuff that you think is so cool and subversive.
0: I totally agree. I, I, and we can talk about this probably on the thing, like as far as anime snobs, y'all, a lot of these big, these bigger shows, the creator, like, so let's just take Akira Toriyama who created Dragon Ball and that entire franchise. He influenced a lot of the current creators and artists he has influenced a lot of the people that grew up watching him that make the anime that you like now so that is a that is also my gripe if this is why we're doing this together see? Yeah.
1: but we're doing it too to also make it accessible one of the things uh, that was real rough for me when i started uh, like i've always been into like nerd stuff but i remember back in the day it just wasn't very uh, organized i would go to uh, thrifty you remember Thrifty with my dad? Uh, he'd take me to Thrifty and there'd be like comic books on the stand. It was like Bloodshot. It was back in Valiant's first run. They had like Bloodshot and Spawn. And I remember I grabbed both of those and I opened it and immediately knew that my dad didn't know what he handed me because Spawn <laughs> was very violent. Had lots of boobs, but that was pretty much the extent of my comic book collecting was those two comics because uh, Nigerian dads don't often let you dip into your hobbies too much. So, but I always had a passion for computers, computer games, uh, the PlayStation, and the PS2 have. We were taken from me and my brother because we played it too much. Uh, that's that's pretty much where, like, my core nerddom lies. And then outside of it is anime. And, you know, I, I never – it was, that was I was that kid in high school when everyone was hyped off of Harry Potter. It was like, oh, you guys like Harry Potter? Sorry, I'm too busy watching Naruto every week. I don't have time <laughs> to read some silly book. I'm, I'm learning okay, about well, the ninja way. Okay, well, that's why you way. were bullied.
0: That's why. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, actually, I – like, it was so funny because it was very weird um, – bully thing in my school because it wasn't they no one targeted me it was i just hung out with the weird kids and so like that group was bullied but like i would always pop around because like i'd hang out with the black kids and go and roast sessions and i would i would decimate these guys so that's the only thing that kept my nerd cred because i remember um zip zaps were a thing and if you don't know what zip zaps were they were radio shack sold these Tiny RC cars that would charge on the remote, and then you can you can customize and make them faster. And I was like racing them, and all these like black kids were like, "What are you doing? (laughs) Like like, you over here racing cars?" Like, (laughs) and and I was like, "Yeah, man, it's fun. Y'all should try it sometime."
0: (laughs) (laughs) My my introduction, I would say. Well, I don't know exactly where I started, but I I was definitely a tomboy um, growing up with with brothers, and um, my older brother got an N64, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Of course, my parents got me a Barbie dollhouse that I didn't want to play with, but... um you know, things have changed now. 2018, things have changed. But uh, I would steal... Oh, I do remember that Barbie. I would steal my brother's Batman because he was jacked. I think it was like the George Clooney Batman, too. I would steal yeah. his rubber Batman, and he would replace Ken. And also the his G.I. Joe would disappear at times as well. I was exploring. Um... But uh yeah his N64 I loved it. I love Super Mario 64. I love Turok. Oh yeah. Um Dinosaur Hunter, Diddy Kong Racing. I mean I still own that.
1: Oh. <laughs> I still think that Mario Kart is supreme and your boy got the Switch and the Mario Kart. Whoever mm-hmm. wants to see me, hit your boy up for that friend code. But yeah, no it is funny this like weird line of the flip of how fun because I remember when around that same time, the same dudes who were trying to roast me for zip zaps, I'd play Yu-Gi-Oh in the in the cafeteria every morning. And then One of the guys, uh, his name was Drew. I'll never forget him because he also he had like long hair that would be in a ponytail. Total ladies man. But he and that's when I was like, this nerd stuff ain't that dorky because he would come and play and get served up. And then one time we in a roast session and he looks at me and is like this dude over here, he plays Yu Gi <gasps> He sold you campaign. out? He moonlighted me. Ugh. He moonlighted he me. He did. You know, for those who didn't see, which you need to go 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 woke yourself and go see moonlight, but you know. Wait after wokener. um after oh man, but after Black's first uh Romantic experience. The person who experienced it with him turned his back on him and, uh, and 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 punched him because he wanted to fit in. And he so that is like the most accurate term for that. I was moonlighted, uh, but I was like, I was like, dude, you play it too. He was like, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it is but now it's like very synonymous, especially within the black community. Like a, a lot of the black Twitter memes use like Dragon Ball Z and anime and even some of these like Instagram ex Vine star dudes are using anime as jokes and it just goes to show you that it's always been there in the community and finally I feel like everyone's connected the dots where it's like oh yeah this is cool too. Yeah
0: dude Dragon Ball Z is huge in the Latino community aside from the fact that DBZ had like one of the best the Spanish dub of DBZ is is still considered one of the best dubs Ever. I recommend it to every, especially if you're trying to pick up Spanish, like, go and watch it. <laughs> I used to watch it on Telemundo because they would get uh, – one, it was uncensored, which my parents didn't find out. That's another thing about anime is they uh, they don't realize – like, your parents think you're just watching a cartoon. And it's yeah. like, no, anime is kind of – anime is adult, a lot of it. Um but yeah, I remember. Uh, did you used to rush home every afternoon like to watch Toonami? Oh yeah, no, I feel like I, that Toonami, was my life.
1: *Tsunami* was my life, and then *Adult Swim* had their anime run, and I, that's when I had that's when I had my VHS tape, and I recorded the whole season of *Witch Hunter Robin* on it. I don't know where that VHS tape is. I lost it. Felt real bad about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Someone's gonna find it in like some uh I don't know, is there any video stores that are still left? Maybe
1: some. Yeah. You know, especially in Austin and Portland, you know, they're trying to keep that thing. That going. like
0: yeah, retro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of our, uh, experiences kind of overlap. And so with Nerdificent, what we wanted to do is kind of this like deep dive into the history of a lot of these things, like the history of VR or the history of cosplay, where it's going. Cause people can now do it professionally. Like we have friends that that is their full-time job is being a cosplayer. And then our personal experiences being nerds and now being hosts.
1: Yeah. Also is, it it's very cool to make it easy for people to dive into certain things or learn like I'd love for someone who's curious about cosplay to uh hop on listen hear Stella Chu talk about it give and and lay it down and you're like oh that is that is easy let me yeah, that's try doable. that out because when I when I was in college uh for a short bit before I left I wanted to get back into comics. And I remember walking to a comic book shop and being like, so where should I start to the comic book guy? And he's like, <laughs> you know, just grab anything. And it was grab like, any- that, yeah, oh. that doesn't, which by the way, bad customer service. You could have made me buy a hundred comics to like f- get filled in on the history of stuff. So that was just a missed opportunity. But that's, that's how some people approach nerddom. They think there's just so much, especially if you look at a lot of stuff that has like, like animes that have like three different re-releases, three different versions. You look at comic books, you never know where to start. Here's a pro tip. Wait, look for, ask for the last crossover event and start there. That's the easiest way to start reading a comic book. Uh, And because usually the crossover event almost recently, last time I was reading it, I've, I've stepped away from capes a bit, but most, most times crossover events kind of reset the universe and you can kind of start from there and you know the last big thing that happened that's probably gonna be referenced throughout issues.
0: And I feel like as far as people getting into anime, a lot of the times I'll recommend uh movies. Yeah. You know, we'll recommend that to our friends because and people are like, Oh, they have to start from the first episode ever. And it's like, No, these are my adult friends who like barely have time. Listen, they're watching every single thing on Netflix. And for me to be like, Hey, try out this anime that has like two hundred episodes, uh, instead I can just be like, watch this movie of it, see if you like it, you know, if you're into it, if you're into the the theme and tone of it and uh, and then we'll go from there.
1: Yeah. Or you can uh, watch Tangent Top and T- Goran Lion, which is one of the best animes and it's only about I think f- about 40ish episodes total. So you can find a lot of short run animes too. And also if you are one of those people who don't have time or the money to collect multiple comics, get trade paperbacks, which are a collection of comic books and uh, don't tell my local comic shop. I told you this, but they're very cheap on Amazon. <laughs>
0: Selling them out. Mm, he... Look,
1: I'm trying to get them the deals. <laughs> look, I'm trying to get them the deals. But there's nothing that – nothing ever will beat the experience of walking into your local comic book shop, picking out a comic, chatting with somebody, maybe buying some Funko Pops or vinyl mm-hmm. figure.
0: I think we're thinking of the same place.
1: Yeah, yeah. All of them. <laughs> But yes, but you know we we wanted to give you a few fun facts that we dip into throughout the episodes. Like, uh, for example, Danny had a real cool one about uh, cosplay being coined.
0: Oh, yeah. So the term cosplay was actually coined by Nobu Yuki uh, Takahashi of the Japanese studio Studio Hard while he was attending the 1984 Los Angeles Science Fiction World Con. He was impressed by the hall and the costume fans and reported on both in Japanese science fiction magazines. Did you know that? No, I did
1: 1984. not. 1984.
0: I bet I almost feel – yeah, and cosplay is literally just the terms costume and play. Mm -hmm. A lot of people – I think like if you were explaining it to your mom or aunt or dad or uncle, (laughs) wanted to make sure I included everyone in there, um, they would be like, I don't get it. It's just like dressing up. It's just like Halloween. But cosplay – isn't just dress up aside from the fact that a lot of these that all of these cosplayers are are normally making the suits themselves it takes them hours they have learned we did interview stella Stella Chu. And she has, you know, she she had to essentially teach herself how to work with these crafts, how to work with these materials. Um, but they also kind of they embody this character. It's not just putting on a costume. It's the mannerisms and trying to be as as realistic and to the source as possible. So there's an entire world Um, And we also talk about, you know, what is acceptable at cons. There are kids at cons, and yet we're also, you know, Iffy and I are are very pro-sex. We're pro, you know, women. I mean, I feel that's okay to say. Yeah,
1: yeah, pro-sex. We want you to have all the sex. (laughs) Love sex. Everyone We
0: want sex. all our nerd friends to be having as much sex as possible, whether it's with yourself, with a robot, with a friend. Um, but no, we're very – I feel we're very pro-women, pro pro-sex. Yeah. And we don't want to shame women ever. But we did have a conversation about, OK, but if there's little kids here, what should be allowed? Because uh, some of these cosplay outfits – Aren't aren't. (laughs) (laughs) they're not.
1: (laughs) Also, you said con, which if you don't know, is short for convention. And what's a convention? It's a comic book convention. But did you know the first ever recorded, quote unquote, official comic book convention took place in 1964 in New York City? And it was known as the New York Comic Con. It was held at July 24th, 1964 at the Workman's Circle Building. Fun fact.
0: Yeah. And it was actually done by a 16 year old, Bernie Bubness. Yeah, my man Bernie fellow, Bubness. Bernie Bubness and Ron Fradkin. Um, and they actually had 100 attendees. So they, they 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 did the first recorded official comic book convention, but the one that we know that's the most popular that when most people say Comic-Con they're referring to San Diego Comic-Con and that got started in the 1970s and actually has a really interesting uh they may have lied <laughs> to get some of the the speakers there uh i think they said that it was a non-profit yeah and we cover that in that episode <laughs> of yeah, how so. they had to run with that for a little bit <laughs> so yeah those are the type of things we'll be talking about as well as our our experiences at comic con um yeah,
1: our experiences with sex robots oh uh, yeah yeah uh, you might
0: have more experience in that than i do no,
1: uh, you have not yet Blessed with the (laughs) opportunity,
0: but also yeah, VR. So another another cool, fun thing that we covered is uh, Google Cardboard, which actually the New York Times just distributed one point six million. Google Cardboard VR. So if you don't know what that is, it's a mobile uh, headset, essentially, that you would put your phone into and it would act as a VR headset. So they distributed 1.6 million of those to their readers, making it the most widely distributed VR platform to date. Yeah. It only costs $10 as opposed to an actual VR system. Which is
1: about 500 Yeah. I meant to say 500. dollars 100 at the same time. So I said 500. I respect it. And yeah, I just wanted people to when they're like, what did if just say? <laughs> no. So
0: yeah, so so we'll cover that as far as like the future of it. Like what's the future of VR? We know that they're using it in um, medical school to help with medical students. It's also used as therapy for calming. Um, it's used. There's a documentary that came out where they use it. So you could have a 360 degree view of a war zone. Um. So. So. Yeah. So we're going to be covering a lot of, as well as porn, of course. Yeah. You were like, yeah. When are you going to say that?
1: No, I wasn't. But oh, okay. I'm, I'm glad you did.
0: <laughs> yeah. As well as porn and how it's changing the porn industry. So we will be talking about you know the future of a lot of this technology and uh, a lot of these nerd topics. And
1: yeah, but yeah. well, what do you think about the future of nerdificent What do you think? What do you think's coming for us?
0: I see a lot of listeners.
1: I see a lot of guests. Cool guests.
0: Yeah. Cool guests.
1: Live shows. South by
0: live you know, shows, open about those. conversations, open, debatable conversations Very about open. things that might be taboo in the nerd world that a lot of people are afraid to talk about.
1: Wide open. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that's what I see for us and and just fun. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're learning as well. So we're not trying to uh, the one issue that I had, especially being a woman in the nerd world, is I feel there's a lot of gatekeeping. Yeah. And that's why we want to make this podcast for everyone. So if you're new, that's great. If you already know about this stuff, but you want to learn the future of it and our experiences that you probably relate to as well. You know, we're excited for you to be listening because I just, I just, there's too much hate in the world. I can't handle any more gatekeeping.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. If. Those three cool facts we laid out for you, you didn't know and that was exciting. You should definitely listen. If you did know, but our point of view really sparked your interest, you should listen. If you knew everything and you knew our point of view, you're lying. You don't know my point <laughs> of view. Get out of here. Get out of here. So our first episode officially drops April 3rd. Make sure you catch that. And hopefully you're already subscribing. And if while well, you're here, why don't you give us a five-star review? Tell us how much you enjoy the cast. And make sure you follow us on Twitter. Instagram and on Facebook at Nerdificent and go to our website, nerdificent.com. Where can people find you, Danny?
0: I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez. It's MS. So you don't know whether I'm married or not. I'm not. I'm divorced. Uh, MS Danny, D A N I Fernandez, F E R N A N D E Z. Because I couldn't get Danny Fernandez. It's a magician or something. <laughs>
1: Well, and I'm Ify Wideway, I-F-Y-N-W-A-D-I-W-E on Twitter and Instagram. So make sure you catch me those places.
0: This has been Nerdificent with Danny and Ify. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.